Well, good morning and thank you. What a great announcement that is. We're really excited um, about going back to the Old Savoy. Um, if you can just take your mind back 12 months, we were so excited about um, going in Easter Sunday last year and obviously lockdown kicked in. Um, as we were thinking about the future and when we could regather, um, I had an encouraging text message from uh, our leader in Elam. Just um, when he came to preach with us, he took one of our Easter beginning leaflets when we were thinking about going last Easter into the deco, the El Savoy. And uh, he just texted and said, well, you know, I've had this in my Bible as a bookmark up until this time. And as I opened it today, I just thought about you guys in Northampton and praying for God's best and blessing on your life. So um, we're going to be talking from the book of Joshua. So if you have a Bible, please turn to Joshua chapter 1. If not, I will just read it to you, what we're going to talk about. It's on the screen too, so thank you for that. So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to you and to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you put your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates or the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. You know, as you think about um, this season, as you think about Joshua, let me give you some history to this book. The book of Joshua um, covers 25 years of history. And uh, it goes from talking about the promised land uh, from Moses' time to now possessing the promised land. The book of Joshua is divided up into three parts. To conquer the land, divide the land, and then clear the land and actually give the tribes their particular part of the land. I want to take you back to the book of Deuteronomy, where Moses writes um, over a 40-day um, series, a farewell message to the people of God about the history of what God has taken them. Um, just remember Moses, 40 years of exile, um, leading these people. And in the book of Deuteronomy, he gives a 40-day series of, of the history of the people of God from the Mount of Nebo. 430 years of slavery, think about that. 30 years of those uh, 430 years, 30 years were good because it was under the reign of Joseph. But when Joseph died, a new Pharaoh took place and there the people of God suffered for 400 years. Then God raised up Moses and so he began to deliver them out of Egypt. And then we know about the plagues that came. Do you know that took nine months for those plagues actually to come upon and for Pharaoh to eventually let the people go. Once the people were set free, then they began a walk to Mount Sinai through the Red Sea. That took six weeks 
for their marching towards that. And then they camped for a year at Mount Sinai so they could get to know God better. Isn't it interesting that we've been camping for, for 12 months now in lockdown? And I wonder, in that time, have you taken the opportunity with all what's been going on to get to know God better? In that time, Moses began to speak to them and say, God set you free from captivity. He provided you water and manna. And then he gave us the law and the commandments. And then he showed us how he could provide for the sin through sacrifice and setting up the tabernacle. And then he actually appointed pre the priesthood and leaders. And he established certain tribes with certain responsibilities for the future. And then he would remind the people. And then we left for an 11-day trip to Kadesh Barnea, where we would get ready to go into the promised land. A 126-mile walk took 11 days to get to the place where they could begin to walk into the promises of God. But as we heard in the prayer meeting from Ryan on Thursday, you know, Moses sent 12 spies out. And when they came back, 10 of them came back with a negative report. Only two of them had a positive report and the people were swayed. And because of that, at this particular point, they've come to a place of crossing the promise. Because they listened to the spies, the 10 negative spies, they wandered for 40 years. Can you believe that? God could not be trusted by this generation. Now, 40 years later, Moses is, is giving off these sermons before the Lord takes him. The 39th year of this journey, a new generation is now here. The old generation is gone. They're at the same place of where 40 years later, the older generation was ready to believe God, but they didn't. Now God gave them victory in the 39th year over, over the other side of the Jordan uh, for, because they all begin to learn to obey God and believe the Lord. And then as Moses delivers his last message to this generation, Moses is taken. The Lord takes him, 120 years age. And it, the Bible tells us about Moses that his eyesight was still good and he had still loads of strength, but the Lord had taken him. It was his time over on his mission on this earth. And then we came to come to the place now where Joshua is commissioned to lead these people. It was now a time to go from faith to feet, as some commentators would say, from wandering to become warriors for God. Let me just encourage you and also challenge you because there was only two original members of that past generation that was actually going to walk into the promises of God. One of those was Caleb, 85 years of age, and he was still looking for a fight for 45-year-old promise in his life. Well, I, I hope that is going to be the same for my life, that I will still be looking to fight for the promises of God over my life, even after I have to wait years for it to come to pass. And so as we can begin to see the book of Joshua and this new season right now, that Joshua is ready to take the mantle. In those times, it was a time to learn about what God was like. Joshua uh, also means Jesus in the Greek. 
And so we, we can see the symbolic sign that Moses could not take the people into the promised land, but Joshua, Jesus, could. And so there is a big um, significance of Joshua and Jesus throughout the book of Joshua. But here's the, here's the interesting fact. It starts by saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Interesting. The first thing that God says to Joshua is that my servant is dead. In other words, God needs to help Joshua, Joshua to realize the reality of life. That no matter who you are, no matter how well you're doing for God, that there will be some things in our lives that we will lose. You know, following the will of God is not plain sailing. There will be sickness, there will be loss, there will be grief, and there will be persecution. And, you know, the fact is, all of us who are following Jesus, no matter how much faith you have, we will, we will face some kind of trouble, trauma, and loss in our lives. And so those of you who are listening to me today, think about the last 12 months. 750,000 people have lost their jobs. Over 100,000 people have died of COVID alone. And so what season are we in? For Joshua, he had to go through a time of mourning. And for us today, and for many of us who are watching, we are going through a time of grief, or a time, a time of mourning. And we have to go through that process before we can go to a time of advancement. You know, Joshua uh, really knew that Moses had died and he was going through a process of mourning. But then there came a time where he had to then begin to think about his future and about the purpose on his life. In this COVID season, you know, the, the, we've been told that there's three uh, seasons in the COVID journey. The first is to respond, a response and uh, there's been response for, into trying to deal with things. I mean, the church in responding how to communicate with the church because we can no longer gather, responding to, to loss and just different things that the church and the world has had to respond to. The second season is recovery. And we are actually coming into that season right now where people have time to grieve over loved ones, how to, to begin to recover after whatever is coming out of lockdown slowly into Back to normality and then the third stage is to rebuild and so I want to encourage you of those seasons that you we don't need to rush these seasons but we are coming out of a response season into a recovery season and then into a rebuild season so I want to say to you that for today some of you may have behind you the voice of loss the the emotional feelings of of disappointment or maybe a loss of a loved one or whatever it may be in your life and Joshua had that um, emotional experience. At the same time, God spoke to him about his future, that his future had hope and a purpose. And I want to say that to you today, that we have a hope and a purpose for our future. You know, Joshua was 60 or 70 years of age at this time when God spoke to him. And he said, God said to him, I'm giving you this land. I have already given it to you. And so he would have to walk into the promises of God for his life. I want to encourage you that, that now that God has so much for us, that we have to take possession of what God has promised to our lives. But you know, there was going to be great um, opposition. There were great armies, walled cities and rivers that it would have to cross. But if they obey God, they could actually possess the land. 
I want to just um, challenge you today. I want to encourage you at the same time. God promised 300,000 square miles of land to the people of God. Here's, here's the sobering fact. They only possess 10% of it. And I, I don't want to live my Christian life only, only possessing 10% of God's promises over my life. I hope that you don't too. And so what God was saying to Joshua is, if you want to possess the land, you're going to have to put your foot down. You're going to have to claim some things for me. And I want to challenge you this morning. What, what areas of your life do you need to put your foot down on? Have you heard that phrase, I need to put my foot down? Well, what, what do you need to put your foot down on? On your marriage, you need to get that sorted out. What, what about your own personal walk with God? What, what about your growth? What, what things do you have to take possession of in your life? Because just asking God for that alone will not possess what God has for you. You have to be determined to say, I'm going after God with all of my heart and all of my life. And so in, in this Joshua story, we can see some things that's really important that the people of God had to do before they could possess the land. The first thing is this, they had to have courage and obedience. They had to have courage and obedience. Joshua wants us to be strong and very courageous and be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it from the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Joshua had learned to hear God. And we can start by hearing God by reading the Bible and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit as he helps us to understand the word of God. You know, we have to be courageous in this season. We have to begin to take steps even in the face of fear. You know, courage is doing what you are afraid to do. There can be no courage unless that you're scared. Now, Joshua had fears, but God spoke to him and gave him courage. And so we can just lean into God's word for our life and we need to have courage. And God made sure that the first few chapters that he would hear that over his life. And you need to hear that this morning for your life. You need to have someone saying to you, be courageous. Come on, you can do it. Get courage because God is with you. The second thing that they needed to do was to be prepared. You know, Joshua wants us, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan, here to go in to take possession of the land the Lord is giving to you. You know, we just can't sit around just praying and prayer is important and we need to do it. But we've got to take action because faith produces works. We're not saved by works. But let me tell you, when you get saved, the proof of your salvation that you do some works for God. And so he was saying, you need to plan and prepare. I don't know anybody that doesn't plan to, when they go on holiday, they plan and they prepare all the things they take with them. And if anything is important to your life, you will plan and you will prepare to make sure that you're ready for that day when the whistle goes. And, and Joshua was saying, guys, if you're going to take all that God has for you, you need to prepare, you need to make sure your exterior world is, is in order, ready for that time to go with God and to do what he wants you to do. And so I want to encourage you, start preparing for this next season ahead. Make sure you're getting the external things in place that will make that when it's time to go for God, that you will, you will not be hindered of, 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 of what the opportunity that God has for you. 
just want to take a, a pause for a moment and just to say to you, just be careful because in chapter 2 of Joshua, you know, he sent two spies out because of his ex bad experience in the past when Moses sent 12 out because only two had a good report and 10 had a bad report. And, and Joshua said, I've learned from that experience. I'm only going to send two spies out. Hopefully they'll come back with a good report. I want to tell you, if you listen to the wrong people, they can talk you out of the promises of God for your life and the will of God. It's really important that you listen to people who are tuned into the Holy Spirit and actually are living their life and ready to go for God. Do not be talked out of your personal promises with God. The third thing that they need to do was consecration. You know, preparation is external. Consecration is internal preparation. Joshua said, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things. You know, I've learned from experience and when God speaks to you about your personal walk with him, many things don't come to pass tomorrow because we're not willing to sacrifice today. And so there are some things that you'll have to leave behind in this next season if you're going to go for God. Some old habits, old conversations. You know, we've got to be a people that's totally dedicated to God in this next season. We, we just don't want to live with second best for God. The interesting thing about Joshua, he actually speaks to the first two and a half tribes um, about what he wants them to do for them. These two tribes actually went to Moses um, on, when Moses was around and said, look, we've, we've farmed some land um, on the other side of the Jordan, on the other side of the promise of God. And this land actually produces really well. And we, we really want to, can we have this land? And Moses said, you can have this land on a condition that when we are ready to move into the promised land that God gives us, that the fighting men will, will leave that land and you will go and help your brothers and sisters. And when, when they possess the land, you can go back home to your children and to your wife and that was an agreement two and a half tribes you know Moses um, actually said that was okay that you could do that God did not chastise them but here here's the spiritual lesson that we can learn from that these people were actually happy with the good but not God's best and you know what you can be blessed and you can be producing some good things in your life but but the question is is it God's best for you so I don't want to settle on the wrong side of the Jordan just because God's blessing me. I want, to leave the, uh, I want to leave the good and I want to pursue God's best for our lives. And in order for us to do that, we have to consecrate ourselves. Sometimes there is repentance needed in our lives because when we get over the other side, things will be different when we are walking with the Lord. Fourth thing is this, um, we're going to need faith and obedience. Now the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. You know, God needs faith from his people. What does that mean? Faith in his ability to make things possible for us. It's not faith in your faith. It's faith and trust in God, in his ability. But you know, they needed faith because let me tell you what happened. For 40 years, God provided manna 
for them, provision. But as soon as they walked into the promised land, the manna stopped immediately and they had to begin to produce with their own hands through all of God's provision around on the land. Heaven stopped while earth now was their production, but they had to work for it. So things will change when you move into God's promises for your life because you're going to need to trust God in your next step. Now, they're the things that... that um, Joshua gave orders to the people that they would need to do and it's the same for us today we're going to have to do that too but what about Joshua what about Joshua's walk where did he get his faith from because you can you imagine my servant Moses is dead Moses was the only leader that Israel ever knew and also Joshua when Moses was commissioned Joshua was, a, was only a boy and so he he lived with trying to fill big shoes you know, where is Moses? How can I actually lead these people? So where would he get his faith from? Well, let me give you three things before I finish this message today that's going to encourage you to walk into all the future that God has for your life. The first thing is that he believed in the power of God. It wasn't so much what God did through Joshua, but what God did through Moses. That's why it's important that you have to walk with people of faith. Walk with people that's doing things for God so you can, you can, you can lend from their faith and see what God's done from their life. So when it's your turn to take the baton, you can know that God's power worked for them, but it also worked for you. He experienced the plagues that, that Moses brought and his boldness to Pharaoh. He experienced the Red Sea opening when Moses lifted his hand with that rod and the sea opened and, and Joshua walked through, experienced the power of God. He experienced the manna and the water from the rock. And so Moses gleaned as he was walking with Moses, the power of God working in his life. And now it was time for the power of God to work in Joseph. Is Joshua's life. As I was with Moses, I am going to be with you. The same power that worked with Moses is the same power that's going to work with you. Joshua was confident, not in his own power, but also in the power of God. And we can be um, secure that the power of God is still working right now. You know, we've sung that song again, uh, again today, that God is a miracle worker. He's always on the move. His power is always working in your life. The second thing that Joshua believed, that God will always keep his promises. You know, if you can lean that God's power is always at work, God's promises will always come to pass, no matter if there's a delay, you know there was a delay of 40 years, but in Genesis 12, God said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, your fathers and your household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Now Joshua is stood at the promised land looking where Moses couldn't go. And the same words come to Joshua. As I was with Moses, I am going to be with you. And you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their forefathers to give them. Joshua believed that God's promises was a yes and an amen. I wonder today if you've forgotten about God's promises over your life. And the third and final thing that Joshua believed about God, that, that his presence would always be with him. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. Listen to this. Wherever you go. Oh, don't we restrict God sometimes that God will never leave you. Wherever you are, God will be with you. His power is present. His promises are real. And his presence is eternal. Jesus promised each of us, his followers, this very word. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so are you ready this new season to tap into God's promises for your life? Are you going to be like Caleb and Joshua, not letting go, not going to get talked out of God's best for your life, not going to stay like the first two tribes, staying on the wrong side of God's promises, but we're going to go for God this next season, in this new season coming. Even though we're going to be in a time of recovery, we are going to rebuild and we are going to possess all God has for us, our lives. Remember, God's power is available. God's promises are true and God's presence is always with us. Let me pray for you as we close today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Joshua and for history and for helping us realise and understand we can learn from their mistakes and we can lean from their faith. So Father, I pray for those that are watching today. Maybe some are going through loss and grief and I pray that recovery will come to their home. But Lord, I pray that in their heart, hope would not disappear, that their future is good, that hope that God has got something special for them to walk into. And I pray, Lord God, that they will do whatever is needed. They'll prepare, they'll consecrate, they'll just believe you for this next season and they'll hold on to your promises and say, I'm not just satisfied with believing them, I'm going to possess them. Lord, whatever we need to put our foot down on, I ask you to give us the strength and the courage to do what you've told us we can do. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.